quote unquote pre-show. Yeah. Getting the kinks out. I can try. Hey, everybody. You want to hear about a sentient sword with a dirty mind? <laughs> Welcome back Sounds to like Nerds One Quest. This is honestly going to be a bit different on your holiday week here. And we're live on a Friday morning. What the hell? I'm amazed all four of us are here on a Friday morning. We can't all get together on a Sunday morning sometimes. <laughs> you should be. That man in the Super Mario shirt is one Ryan. I, mean, I still want to say Ryan Crixus Kukta. Like that that rolls off my tongue. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, the alliteration part? was a big part of it. So, oh hell yeah! Uh, hey, welcome to the party, pal. For anyone listening live or anybody tuning in later, happy Merry Christmas, Happy New Year, and uh, I hope twenty twenty three is kicking ass and taking names. Els, yeah, and not our ass. Not We're kicking ass in twenty twenty three. The year, the year just kind of sits back and bees real nice like that. <laughs> that other man inhaling deeply is one Jeff Doc Williams. I'm gonna go with it because yeah. it's been a while. I've got the uh, our list of characters in front of me. You know, you could do the intro like uh, this is Ryan Spade Crixus Snooker Del Rand Kucha. <laughs> wow. The, the list for me? <laughs> well, I mean, if you count Ellie and Curlin, uh, you've got three, because Axe is your only character you've played with someone else's DM. I suppose, yeah. So your, yours is short. Mine is really long, because I introduced a whole bunch of characters, and I've yeah. swapped some out. Well, I was just thinking about all the NPCs, because you could go to oh. Valine and uh, to yeah. anyone else. And... Oh, Princess that... Delilah. There's yep. JC, Princess Delilah. Oh. And what a pretty, pretty princess he is. That last man there commenting on my beauty is one Tom Norm Norman. Tom M. Norman. Holding down the fort today, even though his camera flickers a bit. Yeah, whatever. It's the screw he has loose, folks. Uh, just deal with it. We do. It's my glitch <laughs> in the Matrix. <laughs> the glitch in the Matrix. Deja vu. It happens when they change something. Yeah. They're updating for 2023. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So uh, this morning we are going to talk about, well, we're going to talk about D&D because we are a D&D show. And then, well, who knows, maybe we'll get into some crazy shit later, like uh, video games and movies and stuff. But for the start, uh, D&D in the upcoming year, boys, uh, I kind of read these names off to you pre-show. Um, the release schedule for 2023 in winter, we're getting something called Keys from the Golden Vault. Is that a... Do you think that's a that's an adventure, probably, right? It's usually an adventure they release in winter. Like right here in the beginning of the year, like February. Because that one... Never heard of the Golden Vault. Yeah, neither have I. Storm King's Thunder was a winter release like this. And I believe the Critical Role book was last year in the winter slot, so... These are typically uh, Wizards has released an adventure here. Hey, maybe that's what I'll DM next, depending on when it comes out. No, I'm kidding. Uh, uh, three out of four uh, of us here were winter releases. 
<laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, you know, technically, uh, technically, uh, I think the release happened in summer. <laughs> and he went there. Yeah, yeah, that's stuff that I don't need to think about. Stuff that you need to keep to yourself. Stuff that I should mute right. you for. If I ever DM you, Jason, you, you can don't have inspiration to... for that. You don't want to talk about your dad dealing out the population pudding to your mom? <laughs> no, no, I really don't. What's the, opposite? What's the opposite of inspiration? Desperation? Disinspiration? Unspiration. I like that. Unspiration. <laughs> uh, spring release coming is Bigby Presents Glory of the Giants. And just based on the title of this, this sounds like it's going to be like Fizzband's Treasury of Dragons, but for Giants? Sounds kind of cool to me. That'd be cool. One-stop shop for all your giant needs. And then the thing that's probably got me most excited on this list in summer is the Book of Many Things coming in summer. Yeah, I said summer already. And a Fandelver campaign, which, I mean, like we started in Fandelver. We could go back and do the Fandelver campaign. I think I what they had... Yeah, I think, honestly, we could go back and play Lost Minds of Fandelver. And then run the Fandelver campaign, because I think that's what it is. I think that's supposed to be like a campaign coming off of Lost Minds of Fandelver, which is the starter mm -hmm. adventure that we didn't do. <laughs> we did the other one. Is what's the level? I am mad. Uh, well, Lost Minds of Fandelver is one to three, I believe. So it'll be three to twelve, probably. If, if uh, judging by any of the other stuff they've done in the past. That makes sense. Then last but not least. Oh, sorry, go ahead, Jeff. I was gonna say I don't think any of I don't know if any of us have ever run it. I I know I've looked into some of the beginning stuff to potentially run for, for the family, but uh not enough to know all the secrets. So we probably yeah. could run run that one. That'd be an interesting thing. I have read um all of it. Uh I've heard stories about people running it and it sounds like it's fun. Um goblins so goblins are always a good time unless of course you're Aaron on in your first session yeah the, <laughs> then, then need, goblins hurt the, then you need an ellie <laughs> mm -hmm. um so that'll be interesting and then the fall i'm sure there are a ton of people looking forward to this but i'm not a huge um fan of the setting planescape is rolling through um it, it falls it's it's putting the science in my fantasy and i don't like that Keep my fantasy, my fantasy. Unless it's Star Wars. Yeah, I'm not hard. familiar There's... with the Planescape world. I want to swing a sword in my fantasy world. Shooting lasers and things like that just feels like... I don't know. It feels too simple. Like, yeah. Why would you choose any sort of hand-to-hand -hand combat if you could blast somebody from a thousand yards away? Well, there is a longbow in D and D that you could Fair. use. <laughs> I mean, Fair. which which does have a hundred and fifty foot range, but one hundred and fifty foot range is not conducive to dungeons, which is half the name of the game. So, I'm not gonna lie. If Great point. There's there's Star Wars stuff for. I don't think it's D and D. It's for uh, fantasy flight games. Yeah, that I think would be really super fun but that 
I mean, the feel of that is such a departure from what we're doing that. You know, yeah. And maybe that is something I've thought about. Maybe I pick up the starter set to that and we like get together sometime and try that out. The dice system is very weird. It's nothing like D and D. So it's, and I've listened to some actual plays of it. And it seems very cool. Cause you, you grab dice based on what you're doing and what skill you're using. And then they come up as successes, um, positive successes and um what is it negative i forget it's like successes positive successes and failures and negative successes so you can succeed at something but something has to happen and it, it the dice actually kind of force you to narrate what what went on Weird. so uh, and you come with the players and the dm you come up together with uh what do these dice mean like you succeeded, but you negative. You had a negative success. So yes, you opened the door, but you you actually knocked the door off its hinges and it landed on you. <laughs> Type thing, and you take bludgeoning damage because the door door fell on you. Stuff like that. It's it's a neat system. It, uh, it's, it's very narrative. Like stuff like that kind of does sound like the the rolling a 20-sided dice where if you get a critical fail then you have the ability to do what you want as the dm say you know take five bludgeoning damage because you swung your hammer into a tree and it bounced back and hit you in the face i don't know yeah and i and i will admit i actually when i set dcs i i tend to set them like 10 to 13 Ninety percent of the time, my DCs are ten to thirteen for most things, because it gives you that that like if you get like a thirteen, and you just succeed, then we can narratively talk about what what almost happened or stuff like that. And I think I think that came from listening to I just naturally developed that of those close successes. There may be some shit that happened there, or the close failures. Maybe I have you succeed, but you're taking damage. Type thing. It's fun. I enjoy it. Um, Those are the mo- moments with payoff too, right? Like, oh, you, uh, you know, you made it across, but you couldn't hold your sword or something, and you dropped it down the chasm. Mm-hmm. Do we go get the sword? Do we move on? And I choose a different weapon. Like, it's that yeah. kind of stuff that really tends to add a lot of value to the experience. It's not, oh, you jumped over the chasm, moving on. Like, hmm. What else could could have happened to you in that moment? Yeah. That was really interesting. I ran a one-shot earlier this week for my cousin and her group. And we were traveling. And I just put I off the top of my head. And I don't know why I did this. And it ended up being like an hour of our game, which was amazing. But they were resting at a, a, a way stop on the way to where they were going. And I said the only other people there were two old, like, hillbilly-looking gentlemen with a wagon of cages covered with canvas and that they could hear like scritching sounds in it and they determined they were goblins and so then there was a whole moral quandary of their goblin trafficking and um but then they found out that it's they're doing it for someone else and someone above them and they're not the people they need to worry about they'll be dealing with much more powerful forces in the world if they uh set these goblins free so they ended up 
teaching the guys how to take care of the goblins as best as possible, be very humanitarian with them, and <laughs> gave them extra food and cleaned up the the tranquilizer needles that were being used to put them to sleep and stuff. It was it was fun. And it, it was an it's interesting not... interesting thing that I threw out there on a whim and went for an hour and a half. It's like whoa, that does <laughs> not feel like most of my campaigns. Most of my campaigns, they we just would have killed them. And probably yeah, killed the goblins. Lit the wagon on fire. Man. That was the first thought process. And then they started doing like detect thoughts and stuff and realized these two dudes are scared shitless because this is the first time they've ever done anything like this. Like most of their oh. contraband has been like things. They've never contrabanded individuals before. <laughs> that's awesome. If um, is it your second camera that's messing with it? Because every so often it looks like your screen is from a different angle. Don't know. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> it looks like it's inverting. Honestly, or something. I don't know. It's weird. Uh, another thing, um, actually, a lot, it's all over like D&D Twitter right now, is the new revised open gaming license uh, rules that Wizards has put in place to, it's honestly set in place to, well, make money. Capitalism, right? Um... And basically, my understanding of it is, is anyone um, that makes over $750,000 uh, using the rule set of D&D or any of the uh, rules of the game will have to report that to Wizards of the Coast and pay royalties. Oh, that. crap. In now I'm going to keep track of my income. Yeah, right. Exactly. <laughs> and everyone panicked in the beginning. Um looking at it and going oh my gosh they're, you're gonna have to pay royalties for using their open gaming license and stuff and the amount of people this is gonna affect like the only ones i can think of off the top of my head are maybe penny arcade and critical role um beyond that I, nothing immediately comes well oh um dimension 20 might as well those those big big name streaming yeah group. i mean do you think that would involve <clears throat> I would assume that would involve like yeah, like roll twenty and all anybody that is really wholesaling, oh, yeah. not necessarily yeah. you know, like D D beyond yeah. you know, would probably be thrown in that. I'm wondering if the, oh, now that you say roll twenty, I'm wondering if this isn't actually specifically to target roll twenty, now that Wizards of the Coast has acquired D D Beyond and is looking at making a virtual tabletop. Mm-hmm. Because there's a yeah, lot I know of those. I, oh, go ahead, Jesus. I know a lot of the uh, a lot of the uh, information was coming, or a lot of the um, speculation was coming from artists because they didn't have a dollar figure initially. So yeah. it was, I think, kind of a you know, if you're drawing artwork, if you're creating items, if you're doing stuff and uh, even you know making dice with logos on it or whatever, and selling them, um, you know, you could be you know you could be in that group, but I mean. I yeah. think I feel like you know seven hundred fifty thousand is a lot. So uh, well, well, there's a lot we, of if if we make up the seven hundred fifty thousand dollars off of D and D, I'm not going to complain about having to pay royalties beyond that. Yeah. <laughs> no. yeah. If there's any I wealthy patrons out there, that's hard though too with like kind of patrons of the game, right? Like yeah. this is a hard one because you want people to feel inspired to like kind of uh be 
kind of the stewards of your concept. I mean, without critical role, probably oh, this isn't yeah. as as big of a boom as uh, we experienced in D and D over the last five years. So yeah, the reality yeah. is you want these people around. You All just right. don't want the abuses of these people like i'm gonna set up my own competing product that is centric around DD but doesn't use the same terminology but you should use my product instead of wizard's product um thank you Paizo. bring me income do you think they're actually trying to prevent a another pathfinder do you are, are they are they nervous that they're changing the rules so much in DD one that because the last time they had a rule set go through that the general population went what the we got pathfinder as a result because oh. they they made mods for dnd 3.5 and when fourth edition came out it was such a departure from what 3.5 was that paizo said well we're just gonna make our own book then mm -hmm. and heavily borrowed i actually out out stole from 3.5 and that's what's kind of interesting. Like D and D Beyond before the um, purchase or merger, whatever. You know, I mean, they were still. I mean, uh, Wizards was still making money on that because they were selling the books and things too. So I mean, I'm sure there was some influx. Obviously, being it must have been good enough that they wanted to buy it, but uh, to get all of that profit. But um, you know, so even some of the other ones are not necessarily a hundred percent profit either. Yeah, um, you know, we'll I think even it. like Fantasy Grounds and things, you know, you if you're buying the books from Fantasy Grounds, Fantasy Grounds is buying that license from Wizards. Yeah. And don't get it confused either. Wizards probably bought D&D Beyond entirely so that they could further monetize it, right? Oh, yeah. It's not it's not just yeah. because it's a good fit. It's yep. because they see additional potential over and above what we have now mm -hmm. on selling different things, terrains maybe, if they bring maps into it. Like, yep. so much opportunity for them to add pieces and then charge us for it. Now, that's good for us because it adds functionality, but recognize that little pieces of this might be charged where right now it's not charged. So Which if you... I mean, all of you being former or current uh, collectible card game players, the amount of money spent on other games versus D&D &D is ridiculous. So, yeah. I mean, no matter how much we complain about whatever, what costs compared to buying uh, a brand new set every three months, uh, you know, a, a box or a case yeah. or whatever, whatever well, we I were mean, at. Uh, I mean, look at it. They got they got a book set scheduled now. They got four books coming a year, four or five books coming a year at fifty bucks a pop. What was what was Magic the Gathering? Three sets a year in its heyday. Uh, with the core set four, yeah. yeah. With the core set four, and what we normally do buy a box at twice the cost of one of these D and D books. Of course, mm -hmm. they're trying to monetize it. It's one of the biggest games in the world right now. Um, <laughs> I mean, that trying to. Think about it, it's no different than any subscription model like uh, World of Warcraft yeah. or Netflix or HBO Max mm -hmm. or what other the dozens Game of Pass, other Xbox video games. Game yeah. Well, one of one of the problems with Magic though is that it's so saturated now. There's over thirty products a year with these secret layers and things like that. So Jeff, let's go back to your situation. 
you're as much a collector of the game as you were a player of the game. Mm-hmm. It's impossible to collect yeah. every card. And then that that's where it got over the year. It's that's impossible. exactly where it got for me. You know, when there was a big enough group and everybody was buying, it was easy to trade and get a full set. But when it got to be, you know, not just full sets, but you got all the little, the verses and the dual decks and all that kind of stuff coming out. And then you got special editions. And then, you know, the, like the, uh, uh, those special foils that came out like around Amonkhet and that. It's like, yeah, you just, it's impossible. Sliver deck. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) All the secret layers, the alternate arts, the, the now they've got versions of cards that don't even have english they're like the cards are type lined in phyrexian and stuff like that and they're just worth more because they're different like mm-hmm. it's impossible to be a collector now and collect everything available so you you kind of by oversaturating because you wanted to make more money you kind of you know shuffled out sure. a significant part but I am sure, just like um, how Clash of Clans survives and any of those other games that you can drop tons of money into, there are whales out there that are buying it all. There yeah. is probably a group that's maybe the top 1% of players that are out there just buying it all. They are collectors on an extreme level. And, yeah. I mean, it's sad for collectors like Jeff. I feel bad because I always thought it was super cool that he, he had, like, fucking everything at least one and that was always the thing does jeff have his set complete when we all bought our boxes what are you missing yeah. from your set what can i trade you to get your set complete I've, like I mean, we I've, as a I've group got about, that. uh ignoring some of the special stuff and obviously foils you know i think i've got like a full set for 15 years of every regular card printed you know so it's someday your grandchildren are going to take that on antiques roadshow and they're going to have no idea how much money they have. Yeah. No. Yeah. <laughs> Who knows? By then, nothing will be paper. Yeah, exactly. And that's why it will be worth so much. Because all the paper in the world will be gone. <laughs> yeah. No, there's a couple of ridiculous ones I've seen recently. I think I showed you guys. It's like, yeah, it's not, uh, you know, cards that are worth nothing to me because I would never play them. And it's like, it's worth if it's yeah. worth that to someone else, I'd definitely get rid of them. Well, it's like Ben's white-bordered volcanic island is like thousands now. It's like, Ben, you might want to consider selling your cards. Mm. Sell your cards and pay off your house. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, there's one card that I still need. I mean, at least one of for my my deck. And it's a Bayou. (laughs) And I used to be able... I should have got it for 120 bucks. Yeah. And now it's yeah. like 400 and it's not even that special of an old card, but nope. it's just so hard to find that they well, just will we'll keep raising the price and it keeps me getting sold. So I, uh, if I win the lottery, I'll buy you one. Maybe I, uh, buy you. I, I keep wanting to play magic in person. Like I've played, so I've, I've played online. I'm like, I have not played in so long. I would just like to get together for an afternoon. I have all my world championship decks. I have the second sun pre-con deck from a couple of years back. Um, honestly, I, I would dro- I would drop fifty. I would drop fifty bucks and get one of those commander decks just to play commander with you guys. Grab one that oh, looks I, cool. I got two of them. You can just have. I that okay. 
I, I would just want totally. to get together and play. Uh, Mike, too. Mike Toth just completed his Commander deck all foil. And he's like, who wants to play? I'm like, I don't have time to get together. Yeah. That's I want to. Damn so bad. We will have to set... set and, oh, God, Ryan. Yeah, you right now. You're in the... I'm at the end of it all. <laughs> just <laughs> getting there. Where mm -hmm. my, my, my youngest is 15. He's going to be 16. So it's like, I'm... My daughter has a car now, <laughs> so it's like she just goes wherever she wants to go. Like she had to go to work yesterday. She's like, "I'm like, are you getting ready for work?" She's like, "Yep." I'm like, "Okay, cool. I'm taking your son to work or your brother to work." And your son? Holy shit! I'm not ready for that. I'm not grandpa yet. <laughs> don't don't curse yourself. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, I'm taking your brother to work. I'll see you when you get home. She's like, "Yep," and that was that. And it was, oh, it's crazy. I could easily get together and just blow nine hours just playing magic all day. Fuck yeah. Be, like, we need to actually yeah. plan that. Uh, find, uh, <laughs> find nine hours. That's the trick. That'd magic. Great, um, yeah. We just need to find a Magic the Gathering Saturday. That's all we need to do. Are you guys off on Monday for New Year's? <laughs> Who wants to get together and play magic? <laughs> yeah, Ryan's not. He's all <laughs> shit hits the fan right now for you. Right now on uh, April 15th, right? We start working Saturdays right away. Yeah, so you're you are you are go time now for the next four months, huh? Yeah, yeah, it's busy. Working in finance, there the yeah, there are things in the world that are very interesting. Working in finance for four months, you bust your ass, and then the rest of the year is pretty cool. Yeah, I mean my summertime's awesome. I get Fridays <laughs> off, so we could easily plan a Friday in the summer on my patio back here, and we'll just. Uh play magic or something all day but Fuck yeah when summer rolls around we'll have to get a hell a friday if you get fridays off i can take a friday off let's plan Ooh. a friday what Kids if we did the whole day we did the whole day we did magic until like four and then let's and do D, D with a bigger group yeah cook out and have D. &D. Tell you what. take a break in between and go grab sushi oh yeah. wait on a friday night that might be a tough one to Sushi okay. lovers or something. Just... Well, if we do, if we take, I mean, if we start at 9 a.m. and then take the break for sushi at like 3. Yeah. Then we could do D&D &D by 5. Think that sounds it. like a great day to me, honestly. Think about it. Sleepover. Oh, oh yeah. Sleepover. Oh, that, that'd be the way to do it, honestly. <laughs> get, get a, get a, like a hotel suite with like four rooms. And fucking just go play in a hotel suite away from the kids, wives, girlfriends. Too fun. Yeah, anyway, that's enough given Wizards of the Coast some run. <laughs> yeah, no what kidding. What have they done for me lately? Oh. Well, the question is, what are they going to do for you on March 31st, 2023? Uh, after, and so much like a D&D &D game, um, the D&D &D Honor Among Thieves movie got delayed by a couple of weeks because... Someone couldn't make it. I, I don't know. I hear Chris Pine couldn't make it or something. He told them and said, guys, that night isn't going to work for me so well. <laughs> so they moved it back to March 31st, 2023. Yeah, that's his his uh, daughter's band. <laughs> um, so it just doesn't work for him. Yeah. No, I, I mean, it's just an interesting thing. And we talked about uh, renting out a whole theater. Mm -hmm. for it i still think that would be a fun thing I, to do i in, am still so. that is still my intention for that i know enough people and children and it's supposed to be child friendly my kids want to see it um uh, the kids of my D, &D groups want to see it 
I I am betting easily we could get a small theater like one of the hundred person theaters and rent that out. And I oh. hell I rented out a movie theater for just me and Liz for Valentine's one day uh, a couple oh. of years back oh. to watch uh, Labyrinth, and it was yeah, hundred fifty bucks. So you're adorable. <laughs> it was fun. Though. That was probably the most <laughs> expensive date I've ever gone on in my life. Because I rented out a theater, and then we went to the Republic Chop House as well. No. Yeah, it was that cheap. Would, but I will tell you right now, probably the best date I've ever been on in my life. That was an amazing night, and I will never forget that night. Um, That's effort. effort. But D&D Honor Among Thieves. I was looking up the date for this, and I watched the trailer again, and I got... This is literally a and d game happening I swear to God, because if you go back and you watch the trailer, they're dodging a displacer beast at one point, and they dive into the gelatinous cube to get away from the displacer beast. If that doesn't sound like a D&D party, I don't know what does. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Sounds like, like you're not know. tripping while trying to do something spectacular. Dive through a window? Yeah, yeah, out of the frying pan into the fire. Yeah, I, I like I rewound it. I was like watching it, looking for the date, and I'm like, wait a minute, he just dove into the gelatinous cube. What was he avoiding? <laughs> I rolled it back, and I'm watching. I'm like, oh, displacer beast. Yeah, that's probably a good idea. <laughs> as long as you can get out of the cube quick enough. Mm-hmm. Oh, that is coming forward. Ooh, I just got some. Oh no, now it went away. That was very strange. Um. Uh, was a robot jacking off. Yeah. Exactly. Oh wow, he was he was on a vibration mode or something then. Um, hammering. hammering, just hammering. Speaking of video, two coming up next month, January. It's not two uh, nerds or one quest unless it's uh, sexual. Unless it's inappropriate, right? Oh hell yeah. <laughs> Speaking of inappropriate, um, Legend of Fox Machina season two coming to Amazon Prime. Uh, next month, uh, the what is it? The fifteenth, twenty third, somewhere around there. Twentieth, twentieth. Is that right? Somewhere right around there. Um, how many? Have, have they have been on Thursdays, right? I do not. But they had been on doing them on Thursdays, right? Just yep. like the show. Or... Thursday, um, and because of the international release time, they end up at um. What was it like 7 p.m. or something? Because it was going off of, I forget what it was going off of. Likely it's a Thursday around the 20th. I don't know if the 20th is a Thursday or not, but yeah, I just remember being able to watch season one, like watch the episode, and then go watch Critical Role. You can't. Tom can't hear us. Or... Can you hear us, Tom? Where everything sounds good here, other than a robot jacking off once in a while. <laughs> Your video looks good. Yeah, you guys are on chat. That's weird. I feel like that video goes bad again. Sounds sounds good on Twitch. I was going to say, can the internet hear us? Yeah, we'll keep talking while Norm (laughs) does the ones and twos he does. Um, Tech crew. But that first season of Legend of Vox Machina was the Briarwood arc, which is a very cool dark gothic um, vampire style arc. That was a fan favorite. Uh, the arc for season two, uh, perfectly timed, is the Chroma Conclave. If you watch season one in the first episode, they uh, they are tasked to kill a blue dragon. 
Spoiler alert, they do. That's a, it's a year old show. I don't know if I need to spoiler alert it. <laughs> <laughs> um, so he turns out this blue dragon's got friends. And you see him at the end of... Nothing. Just shut up here. But that whole arc is the Chroma Conclave arc is Vox Machina versus Chroma Conclave. Obviously, they survived season one because there's a season two, folks. Come on, I don't, I don't. You see all the characters there. There yeah, do you are think, so many. Do you, so think many dragon, do you think that Dragonborn's going to show up for season two? Oh wait, never mind. I don't. Uh, you know, the one that was whole, yeah. uh, really smart and you know, kind of buffoonish, yeah. Yeah, no. <laughs> I don't know because that that is the those of you that watch they visit is yeah. I'm gonna shut up. I keep spoiling shit. Um, uh-uh. like I like I'm like right on the edge of spoiling shit all the time. And I feel like Scott you're Jennifer. on the edge <laughs> of spoilers. Um, no. no Lady Gaga fan. All right, fine. Yeah. Oh no, I got I got you. I got you. Um, what was I gonna say about this then? I had something to say, and now I lost it. Well, she's not. It's um, my lady. I heard they got a good uh, a voice uh, a voice cast for this oh. one. Yeah. Oh, yeah. There's some big names in that. Uh, I don't remember what they are, but I remember seeing them going, "Oh my god!" Yeah, just off the top of my head, there's like you know Matt Mercer and. Oh wait, never mind. All right, I'm back. Oh my, he's um, back. Oh, what I was gonna say is, hold on to your butts, because those of you that have watched the show know some of the shit that's coming this season, and it is a doozy. Speaking of a doozy, I'm gonna I'm gonna hop off a of D and D here for a moment. Um, <clears throat> the Last of Us is coming on HBO Max. I have wanted to see this show for like two years. I am so damn excited. I am and pumped. Yes, and and speaking of hold on to your butts, people, if you're going to partake in that show, hold on to your butts, because that is a ride, an absolute ride. I am so amped for that. I hope it is terrifying. I want it to be, I want it to be so scary. I want it to, I, I need to have to wear like Depends while watching it. Like, I want it to be just horrifying. Really interesting. That is a really interesting thing, uh, and and a perspective, because you're you're on that thread through it, and I'm going. I really hope they nail all the beats that's gonna rip everyone's heart out of their chest and stomp on it on the floor, because those are the moments I remember in that game. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Not it, the stuff I remember about both of those games are not the zombie moments. No, it's the moments when the humans are interacting with each other, whether they're talking, fighting, yep. or physically going after so, each other so jc's going for the emotional ripping out of hearts and norm's going for the physical ripping out of hearts yes well, i'm I'm looking for both to be honest like i want suspense i want the terror of how quiet it is and sneaking around and not and knowing. then you just hear it yeah and all like, you do is you hear it echo in the distance and <laughs> the first time i heard the clickers while playing I yeah. literally put down the controller and was like, I don't know if I can do this. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> and that that just, uh, oh man, those two games are two easily, easily two of my top five favorite video games ever. And as I mean, like, 
Like I, the only thing that's even remotely come close, like, and I, I was a huge fan of, I'm a huge fan of Breath of the Wild. And Breath of the Wild is good. And Breath of the Wild does a lot of stuff very uh, neatly. But I'm not sure. You know, we're gonna shift to video games here, folks. I'm not sure anything has captured my enjoyment of World of Warcraft raiding and exploration like Breath of the Wild as Elden Ring. And Ryan got Elden Ring for Christmas. <laughs> and if 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 he doesn't mind, I'd like to read the message he sent me two days ago. <laughs> because it is brilliant and it sums up the game. My life perfectly. is an open book. <laughs> says, John, Elden Ring is equal parts amazing and the most frustrating experience I've had. The hardest part is knowing when you approach a situation that is too tough, dying... And not wanting to leave the runes behind, but knowing you'll just die again if you go in there to get them. It's <laughs> the <Yeah>. worst. <clears throat> but you know, is... and, and most of these times are like you go up a, against a dude on a horse, and I have no idea how strong he is, but he cuts my head off in two, two back-to-back swings, and I know like if I go in with an eye shot of that guy again, he's gonna do it again. And yep. it's the worst. It's the worst feeling. Gotta take out the horse first. You can. You yeah, actually can. Mm -hmm. Oh, if only it was that difficult to do. Because while you're trying to take out the horse, there's this dude with an axe on top of it. He's trying to take your head off. <laughs> he complicates things. Oh, um, I, the one thing I will say about Elden Ring, and uh, I don't like it as much as I like Breath of the Wild. And it has nothing to do with, like, the difficulty level or things like that. In Breath of the Wild, there was a feeling like, if I can see it, I can get there. And Elden Ring has a different feeling. Like, really? I know I can get there, but I'll lose everything. Oh. And I'll not be able to make it back. Like, <laughs> I know I can get there, mm -hmm. but then... I'm never going to make it back with the stuff that I have. So for me, the, the, uh, when you, you start getting to the point where you realize it's just your runes. And if you can ride them with your horse and grab your runes and get out of there nine times out of 10, you can run away unless it is a campaign boss. Um, and what I have, what I have started doing is, uh, framing what a successful play session is of Elden Ring differently. And it's, did I find a site of grace that I didn't have before? Yes. Um, it's, did I, uh, um, did I find something new that I didn't know was there? Yeah. Okay, cool. Like, it's so funny because my son's played through the game like seven times. And he was directing me at one point. I got, I kind of got a build setup that I wanted to do. And I was rolling through and he's like, go here and go here and go here. And I hit like two other story bosses and defeated them. And I'm like, and then he went to his mom's for the week. And I'm like, I don't know where to go next. <laughs> and I, and I kind of set the game down. I'm like, you do, you, I, need, you need a guide. Otherwise it's yeah. just randomly, you know, striking out in a direction. Yep, and I, I started going up a going up a hill and got shot with this huge ass arrow twice and died. And I'm like, whoa, I don't think I should be here. I'm not sure where to go. And then I put it down. 
and then I started playing, well, Modern Warfare 2 came out, and so I started playing that. But then, like, two weeks later, I went back to it and was sitting there, and I'm like, you know, he told me to go here, go here, go here, go here, and I unlocked a bunch of the map that I haven't seen. Where did where did I run past that I did not see? And then I started going to those areas and exploring stuff, and I'm walking along, and then down, oh, there's a little trail here. I'll follow that down. Oh, here's some of these enemies that I know how to fight. Okay, cool. I'll kill them. Oh, shit. There's a door here at the bottom of this cliff. <laughs> I'm going to go in there. And there's a whole dungeon down there. And you explore the whole dungeon. There's traps and stuff. And I, I love ended the up... dungeons. The dungeons yeah. are super cool. Yeah. And but they're all I think over my, the my, my biggest, like, what I don't love about it. Okay, so I'm I'm... There's, like, a new... I don't know. Off the road, there's like a structure. I'm like, cool structure. All of a sudden, I lose half my life. What what just happened? I don't even know. So I'm looking around with the camera, and there's like a a giant flower that's casting spells on me. <laughs> and I like, I don't I don't know. There isn't many other games where that just happens. Yeah. You, you usually like get to know that you're being attacked before you're being yeah. attacked i don't know but it's it it does there's a sense of danger in the game that's very cool i'm sure you know i haven't played the last of us yet but um i will be playing both of those through at some point and, and i am the last time part one even the nice i'm a bigger fan of survival horror than i am just kind of navigating around and attacking things i i love that feeling of suspense I love like when the camera turns you around and there's an enemy like right in your face. That moment where it, it's shockingly terrifying. I love it. And you it. panic and you don't know what button to hit. Yeah, basically. Uh, that that um, Elden Ring, when you get to a high enough level, you can go back to places that you struggled with before and just annihilate people and wipe the ground with them. I mean, uh, and this is where. Um, like when I said it captures World of Warcraft raiding in a single player game, there are nights where you would play, you would raid World of Warcraft, you'd be on a boss, and the 10 of you would sit and fight over and over and over again for four hours. Hell, there's people that raid for 10 hours that you won't complete the fight. You'll die to it repeatedly, and it's like, okay, why did we die this time? So and so did this. Oh no, I got caught by this effect or whatever. Elden Ring has that very much that same feel. Like, you can sit back and think about the fight and say, what did I do that made me lose? Like, a lot of times when I die, I know what I did wrong. I got too greedy. I went for an extra swing and got annihilated. Yeah. It's very much a patient combat game. Like, you got to get in, get a couple of swings, and get the fuck out and start guarding and be ready to dodge. And, like, there's only been a handful of moments where that has not been... Like, there have been times where I've been able to do that and get out. Because I'm the pro if you're level appropriate, you should be able to take at least three hits. <laughs> a lot of times I find with like you said, when you get half your health chunked away by a plant, like I'm probably not ready for this place. <laughs> oh yeah, for sure. Like it's that moment, man, where you know you're in over your head. And yeah. it's usually like that in, in like the dungeon bosses. Like yeah. I'll get in there, I'll summon my, you know, whatever, my wolves. And my wolves will get killed in one hit. I'm like, oh my god, I'm screwed. 
Yeah. <laughs> and that's that's when you know like it's over for you. Yeah. You just lost your runes in this cave because you're not coming back. And well, and then I think another big thing about it, um, and I, I would love for you to do it, <laughs> is when you lose a large chunk of runes, send me a text message and just I'll share in your misery, dude. The having community and I mean having my son there right next to me and being able to, to look at him and go, fuck, he's like, what? I'm like, I just lost 70,000 runes. And he goes, oh, yeah. And he goes, do you know how much it takes for me to level up right now? I'm like, no. And he's like, half a mil. I'm like, fuck, okay. He's like, shit happened. <laughs> and, and, just, and my biggest thing is in those instances, because playing World of Warcraft, when you died, you'd have to go back to your body before you'd have any of your stuff. If you... Like, if it was 500 runes and you don't think you're going to beat the guy, let the 500 runes go and go fight. <laughs> yeah, don't you honestly think that that's probably how they started in the development of Elden Ring? Like, oh, you go too all far, you lose all your shit, right? Yeah. And then they realize, like, what a disaster. If you yep. lose your cool sword that you just picked up, like, um, now it's just runes. But Do you know what golden runes are? Ryan, if I say yeah. golden runes, you know what those are? Okay. Um, don't ever open those unless you need them. <laughs> oh, I open them every time because I'm at a... I am, um... You don't lose those, though, if you die. I am drastically trying to gain levels. You don't lose those am, if you die, though. That's what I'm I, saying. I understand. Yeah. <laughs> I am under-leveled, though. So, basically, I'm just, uh... I'm just, like... We should do a Skype I, call. I can walk you through to a place where like you can level up. Level 27... Okay. And uh, still can't beat the tree sentinel. Still nope. can't. I, I think I um, I think I went back to beat him at thirty five, and it was a it was a tough fight. I just took down. I just actually took down those two giants that are lugging that uh, the axe. Oh no! Okay. Yeah. And uh, um, I was really proud of myself. I was exceptionally happy about that. And then I died to a knight cavalry. Oh. That uh, it, it it's it's normally a guy on the bridge, and I can wax him all day, but it's basically like a grim reaper, yeah, in, at nighttime, and yep. so he just cut my head off. He only shows up at night too. Yeah, huh? that's off. I'm sure. I'm sure. I could have waited until morning, but I didn't. Uh, that <laughs> so... was probably one of my favorite deaths. Was it was rolling around nighttime, and I was walking down this structure, and suddenly this big fucking bird shows up and annihilates me. I'm like, where did he come from? Oh, I, like I got killed at noon. Going, Where's this I got guy? killed in the swamp by that giant dragon that you're supposed to notice right away. I didn't even notice there was a dragon there. I'm just like, I'm looking around for other little thing. My eyes are fixated on him. So I'm like going around. I turn the camera around. There's a giant dragon. He's breathing fire on me. Just that. <laughs> and I'm like that's a problem with my perception i realize that but uh it's still <laughs> very frustrating because there's too much going on in some places uh and not enough going on in others you need, that, yeah. you need that gps assist yep exactly um yeah i need like another a, a, somebody on the back like um i need a t-shirt first off that says you know if you can read a, this the bitch fell off the horse and then i need somebody <laughs> else sitting on the back of the horse like oh you should go over there like your son as a yeah. guide like i need my another son's player. my wiki 
But I yeah, I needed another character like, oh, there's a cave over there. You should go that way. Beware the giant dragon. <laughs> I get elbowed in the ribs. Hey, hey, bro, there's a dragon. Yep. Yeah. That's, <laughs> right. uh, my son is to Elden Ring what my daughter is to Breath of the Wild for me. <laughs> oh, see, my right, son but... is my Breath of the Wild guy. He he talks about the lore all the time. Yep. He's been through all the caves. He, he still is like looking it up on youtube from time to time to see what he missed so yeah they're still finding stuff that you can do in that game that game's amazing and then my daughter just got all 900 koroks so she yeah. hasn't touched it since she did that's it. insane koroks that's insane. like the bleach koroks they're little seed sig seedling guys that go they're little leaf dudes do they bring this up you, they, you bring their seeds to hestu and he in increases your inventory spaces do you know what you get what? if you collect all 900 of them, Ryan? A cranberry or something, right? Uh, yeah, it's a, it's a big, it's a big Hestu turd. It looks like yeah. it's ridiculous. It's yeah. funny. Like, that is the um, most Japanese thing ever, honestly. And, and I'll tell you, like, you go through a normal playing, Tom, just to put this in context. If you go through a normal playthrough of the game, you maybe will find 150 of these seeds. It's just like... There's 900 spread around the, the world, and they're just hidden in the weirdest places. Sometimes you have to complete a task, and you think, wow, that was a difficult task. The prize for this is going to be awesome, and it's a Korok scene. So... <laughs> There's uh there there'll be times like you'll be walking around the environment there'll be four stones with like a little bare spot of like dirt in the grass and there'll be a stone set off to the side and you just gotta pick up that stone and set it in there and the cork appears. It's just little <laughs> things like that. It's like, but there's nine hundred of them, so it's shit like that that they gotta do. Well, you gotta do it's, something to keep you playing the game, I guess. Like, well, yeah. it's. I'll be honest. I if I went back to Breath of the Wild, I would have just as much fun playing it as yeah. i am playing elden ring right now it just I, wouldn't be new and unique to me but i would yeah. have just as much fun the experience is the same you look over there oh there's something glowing i'm gonna i'm gonna ride my horse i'm gonna climb a mountain i'm gonna find out what that glowing thing is yep and it's the same experience with elden ring like i think is that a cave over there yep I'm gonna go see if that's a cave. Or you and pull up the it map. It takes you 15 a... minutes to get there. Yeah, you pull up the map, and there's a little like dark spot. And it's like, what is that? Yeah, but if I there, understand the differences in Elden Ring, you turn around, bang, fuck, I'm dead. Yep, very, that is a very real possibility. I mean, that's a possibility in Zelda, but it is so less frequent, and you usually have a chance to fight back. And you lose nothing though in yeah, Zelda. You, you lose just, nothing when you you lose Zelda, you progress. Yeah. Yeah, you lose progress, but in uh, in Elden Ring, you you, you know lose if I all had seven victories, any unspent experience and all your cash that's all lumped into these runes. When you hear us talk about runes being lost, runes are money and experience. So you lose those, and they are left on the ground in a little puddle, and you gotta go pick them up. Yeah. Oh. And and it's just a feeling of disappointment. Like, I should have seen that coming. I'm way too far. I haven't found a site of grace in about 15 minutes. I'm yep. somewhere I'm not supposed to be. I'm going to die. And you start understanding that, and you're like, I really need to find a site of grace. Where am I? I need to find something. Hey, there's a G-Man. 
Um, is that for a save me, point one, or what? Yeah, yeah, there's save points, and that's where you level up. And um, there are Stakes of America as well, which isn't a save point, but it's a place if you die, you can go back to the Stake of America to retry. America is the god. The lore of this world is insane. <laughs> Written by George R. R. Martin. Um, I've wanted to uh, build a campaign around a similar idea. And actually, I have one that may be possibly coming up um, with a couple of these these two fools. Not you, Tom, because you weren't part of the original campaign, but um, someone still owes a um, uh, demon prince uh, a favor. So he may be calling that in to get the band back together. It's, it's like the major untied or unresolved thread in that story that we did. So I'm going to use that to do our reunited sessions when we ever we do that. Uh, video game wise, Tears of the Kingdom. Speaking of Breath of the Wild, Tears of the Kingdom coming out in May. Uh, it's like 135 days now or something like that. I got a Twitter account I follow that just posts 138 days until release. 137 days until release. <laughs> I mean, that's that's the John Wick movie to me, man. So I got yeah. a countdown on my Twitter. Yeah. Um, I I think uh, I'll I'll of course be just as excited about the the second one is the first one uh i will say this i don't love like the flying in the sky stuff yeah i'm so nervous they're gonna have to do that board. well yeah they're gonna have to do that well because if it feels like i'm just like ascending into the heavens to play a dungeon that's gonna feel like less interesting i think so, they did it really well with the divine beast the bird uh yeah so cool. its name it's been a while since i played but yeah that was really like if they're gonna do a dungeon in the sky there's rumors that there's gonna be like like dungeons again like there may still be shrines but instead of the divine beasts there will be dungeons like the um like ocarina or um any of those or the original zelda for that matter god that game was so magical when i was eight <laughs> and that game was tough as hell. Well, just knowing you could do any of the caves in any order, but sometimes you need what you need one weapon in one cave to get into one of the other mm -hmm. ones. But it was just like I'm like, where am I going? I have no idea where I am. I'm gonna okay, cool. Kind of like Mega Man, right? Like oh my god, you can beat you can kill any of the guys in any order, but there's hate, right order. I did yeah. not like Mega Man. That was not my game. I never beat Mega Man. I usually got like I could get like four or five of the bosses down, and then I'm like, nope, I can't do these three fuckers. They're not. <laughs> I think I have one on the the original Game Boy that I probably beat at one point, but that's the only one I think I've played. Yeah, you played. have a, You have a Nintendo Switch, right? I have a Switch. Yeah. Yeah, uh, and I know Ryan does. Tom doesn't, but I think this is going to be available on Steam. If it isn't already, they're doing a Final Fantasy Pixel Remaster Collection. I so all these pixel remasters, one through six, they're putting in a package for the Switch. I am so amped for that because that's, yeah, that. Oh, down the minutes. I would tell you right now, without Final Fantasy, this show probably wouldn't exist. Oh, a hundred percent. One, I, I would say, Dragon Warrior, like all those games back in the day. That's life changing. Oh, I mean, yeah. I can trace back. Uh, my love of like video games 
with Jeff, I'm sure, like all the way back to like Derek's house, right? Yeah. I mean, yeah, genius, Derek like had, Derek playing Final, Final Fantasy. Fantasy in Derek's basement was like a life changing event. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I remember me and Ben would uh, rent Final Fantasy from the Denny's video on Main Street. And we'd rent it for the weekend. On the corner of Main and Newberry. Yep, Main and Newberry. Absolutely. Yeah. We'd, we would rent Final Fantasy for the weekend and have a sleepover in like two nights. And then we would go have a sleepover at the other person's house the following weekend and we'd try to get to Denny's video early enough that we'd get Final Fantasy again and our save would still be there. <laughs> and several times we were able to do that. And I eventually got to the point where my mom bought the game for me for Christmas. <laughs> yeah, because between all those weekends you probably spent like 80 bucks and the game was probably like 60. Yeah, exactly. Well, back then, 40. 30 or 40. No, games were still relatively... They were under 50, I remember. Most of them were because it's going... Uh, what generation was it? It was when it went to PlayStation. When PlayStation came around. Actually, no, Nintendo 64 because the cartridges got... That's what it was. The the media, the cartridge media for the N64, the games went up to 60 bucks. So, yeah, Super Nintendo... I, I will... I, I can only say that uh, playing my own game through uh, the original Final Fantasy, I made it to the bridge. And if you've ever played it, that's like level two, babe, maybe. That, that is honestly the introduction to the game because you get yeah. to the bridge and there's a cutscene. And yeah. it talks about you going on an adventure now. That, so I'm looking forward if there's a, a version that I can get then. That was uh, playing Tales from Arise. There's a whole, like like you play for like five hours and then you get to a point where they play the the like opening credit sequence and and the name of the game pops up i'm like oh shit that was just the introduction that feels yeah, like know. uh elder scrolls games very much yeah. yeah but i mean i i definitely was involved in other people playing and you know hey i gotta go to the bathroom here play my game for a little bit but as far yeah. as me playing it through, that was as far as I got. So You were the man that sat with the guide open on your lap, right? Oh, we didn't have a guide back then. Oh. <laughs> I was going to say a 1-800-Nintendo or something. Yeah. Like that, right? I, I, do, the number, hotline. The I think I do have the uh, Nintendo Power with the original uh, Zelda map in it, though. Yeah. So that, that's a fun one. Yeah, I was going to say the number of times that we had sleepovers at Jeff's house, I don't ever remember pulling out guides or... No. Because you had... No, I think the closest thing we had was, I think, the cheat code for SimCity. I mean, we, we had to, like, spend all your money and, yeah. uh, by the end of the day or something. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I mean, we did the cheat code for Contra and Life Force and yeah. all those, but oh, that, yeah. that was just the... That was the That's standard. Just the code. Yeah. yeah. Is, really Life Force, yeah. Games. Is it really a cheat code you know, if everybody used it? But true. here's the thing. Technically. I have... I talk about Life Force all the time, and nobody remembers playing this game. That was a staple of yeah. my childhood. Yeah. And so I don't understand why nobody else has played this game. Like, when I talk 
to people about the Konami code and stuff like that. I'm like, yeah, we used it for Life Force. And no, yeah. what's Life Force? Yeah. How have people not played this game? That, I, I played, played it. On it, wasn't a, it wasn't a. It wasn't a. Was it a, like an? I don't know, like an offshoot of Gradius, or because there's a very similar play style. Now there's yeah. a lot of I'm games not... like that. Wasn't Xenophobe like that? And uh... oh, I loved Xenophobe. Oh, Xenophobe was. Yeah. Xenophobe. Oh my god, I played so much Xenophobe. That game was fun. Um, the other thing I think of when you start talking about like stuff like Galaxia and Galaga and stuff like that, Zaxxon comes to mind all the freaking time. That game, anywhere I saw that, I'm like, I want to play this. This is so cool. And that that was difficult too. <laughs> the uh, Saturday morning TV show version of that is the Snorks. You bring up the Snorks, and half, the, at least half the people don't remember the Snorks. It's like <laughs> you know amazing. the Snorks, right? Well, you you remember the gummy bears, but not the Snorks. Oh my god! I know snorks. of it, but I never watched it. <laughs> the underwater, the underwater Hanna Barbera cartoon yeah. with the guys with the shit freaking periscope like, bubbles. Yeah. Yeah, the periscope heads. <laughs> Precursor to the Teletubbies. <laughs> oh, it's all terrible. It's all terrible. Oh. The other oh, you know what's game. terrible is trying to watch uh, a He-Man cartoon now. Like, if you try to... The animation is, just makes you throw up in your mouth. It's so bad. <laughs> if, you wa- if you want to have fun, go just search Dungeons & Dragons 80s cartoon. To get back to D&D, search I Dungeons and Dragons 80 cartoon on YouTube. The entire series, someone's got the entire series out there on a playlist. Mm-hmm. I go back and watch that regularly. I love it's it great. so much. It's great. I, oh, I have the calendar that like I'm disappointed it's going to go away. I may, I may need to find it again. But I had it for 2022 as Dungeon Master in it. Like I'm thinking of taking the calendar apart and framing some of the stuff. Um, I would watch Flight of Dragons, man. That would be oh, yeah. Yeah, there's a Dragonlance movie too. I forget what it's called. Um, that is on YouTube as well. <laughs> um, they're apparently bringing back the D and D cartoon. They're they're making a new uh, series. Um, I think I think it's. Oh, I forget what it's called specifically, but it's gonna run on like Amazon or something. I'd be for down for that if it's if it's done well. I mean, I don't. The problem when they bring Only original sh- characters. Yeah, I I just don't Ancient want it to be like and Diana and Sheila and super fan service. You like I just I want it to be its own thing and not like hey remember this hey 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 remember this. I I don't get why people don't like fan service. It depends upon what it is. Some stuff is just dumb. I yeah I don't want it to be I silly. I'm almost a mockumentary of it. Yeah. I can absolutely like, handle something. Deep. I can handle something being silly and self-referential, as long as, like, like honestly, break the fourth wall when you do it. <laughs> Look at the fans and just like. That works for some stuff though, but it doesn't work for everything. Like I, like fan service is good if it's done well. But if it's like, yeah. dun, 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 hey, look at this, look at this, dun, 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 dun. and it's like, it why did you come, don't have to do that? It comes down to whether or not the creator was actually a fan and has a pulse on what the fans enjoyed about it. Yeah, that that is That's what it is. Different. If the creator has no clue what the fan base enjoyed, the fan service sucks and it ends up looking like what you're talking about. 
but when the when the creators were fans and know what the general fan base enjoyed about it i mean look at look at the critical role legend of vox machina cartoon like everyone knows like and they went to the fans who supported the kickstarter and said what arcs do you want to see what were the important beats that you see and you can see in the season two trailer grog's got a beard they highlighted that grog's got a beard you know there's going to be a two-minute segment with his interaction about his beard with vax that's gotta exist because it was such a big moment in the show i i, I can't imagine that that wouldn't wouldn't be a thing so and yeah that's all so, personal opinion it's whatever it's it's true that is true some people uh, really enjoy tons of fan service and some people would just want it right the hell out yeah that is true uh no, the other game honestly i have two games on my radar for 2023 actually three but one i kind of already own and i'll explain that in a little bit because that's the third one coming out in 2023 six six twenty three or six so on six 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 we get diablo four and that this is a game that have people have been waiting for oh geez six years now at this point yeah probably about that it is we thought we were going to get a diablo 4 release date when they announced diablo immortal mm -hmm. and diablo immortal is coming on <laughs> yeah i diablo is one of those games i never played diablo 1 until well after i played diablo 2 and and ben, I, I I buy it now pretty much. Usually, Schmidt. not day one, but usually pretty damn close. Yeah, Ben Schmidt played Diablo one. I I got in at Diablo two. Like I played Diablo one, but I I kind of like I played when I was at his place because I didn't have a computer that could run it. Um, but when Diablo two came out, I remember playing that honestly with Mike, Toth and uh, Patrick and stuff when I lived on uh, Remington mm -hmm. there in that duplex. Um, got into Actually, that. But yeah. Di Diablo 3 was really where I I went, you know, I like Diablo 2 a lot. I love Diablo 3. I know a lot of people don't care for that in the Diablo series. Diablo 3 is up again. Here, let's talk. Let's have a podcast today and talk about all John's top five favorite games. I mean, like we've, <laughs> honestly, they've all been mentioned. Because it's The Last of Us 1 and 2, Breath of the Wild, Elden Ring, and Diablo 3. <laughs> Those are my probably my top five favorite games in some order. <laughs> and Diablo 4 on the horizon and Tears of the Kingdom on the horizon. Like, it's like, fuck, you couldn't have put one of those in 2022 for me. But we got Elden Ring, so. The game will, you didn't know you needed, but you definitely enjoy. Exactly. Well, it's funny now because my son played Elden Ring so much now, he got Sekiro. Which was the precursor to Elden Ring from the same company. The thing with those games and the Dark Souls games is they're more linear. So when you get in your ass beat, you maybe have one other choice of something you can do to progress. So you just can't go explore elsewhere. It's like your your roads lead here where you're getting your head chopped off or here where you're getting your ass kicked. And it's like he was at it last night playing and he finally beat the Lady Butterfly Cheek. And that game is way more. That's not block and counter like I'm playing in Elden Ring. That is straight up dodge and move and ninja throwing D star Dodge, shit. duck, dive and dodge. That's, watching. I, that's, that's the character I play anyway in Elden Ring. Like, I don't carry my shield. I just dive around. So. 
Do you samurai then, or would you take? Um, I'm a confessor. Confessor. Okay. Ooh, Range. that sounds kinky. That it's it's nothing like. Um, I want it to be more. Professor kinky. Jeff's familiar with. I'm seeing Jeff smirking over here. Yeah. I wish no. it was that. You just walk up to someone, put your hand on them, and boom, there you go. Oh, That's I, obviously I why I picked it, though. <laughs> That's why I picked it, because it's like, oh, I'm, I'm going to play a female confessor. This seems cool. And uh, it is probably not as cool as some of the other. Um, One of like, the more difficult the classes magic users. Mm, well, it's faith-based, isn't it? Yeah. <clears throat> but the, nice the only... Thing- I need more spells because even my heal is pretty inadequate at this point, and I haven't put any of my levels into faith yet, so I'm pretty um, backwards. I could tell you right now, the, the interesting thing about the game is the starting point is only the starting point. It determines your starting stats and what gear you have, and then you can just switch whatever you're doing. Mm-hmm. Like, I started, my first my first two characters were both samurai, and then I went and I started a wretch because I wanted to torture myself. Start with nothing in base level stats, but there are benefits like it takes less to level up at the higher levels because you start at like level 10 instead of like level 15. Oh, Uh, but being faith based, Ryan, you could go find yourself 100% block shield and some some good armor and build your strength up and build a build like a paladin style character like I'm playing right now. (laughs) It's hella fun. See Um, what happens. But yeah, uh, Diablo Diablo 4 coming up. Uh, open world, uh, cross-platform. So, Tom, I'll be able to play with you on PC. Ryan, you'll be able to play with us on PS5. So, yeah, we should all play, be able to play together. Uh, Jeff, you're going to have to buy something if you want to play Diablo 4. <laughs> <laughs> or hope someone hands you down a really nice computer. Um, yeah, Side Tom, note. what are you looking for? Oh, yeah. I was going to say, I got a hard out at 10.30, so if we want to wrap up by 20 after and uh, do titles. Ten more minutes of ten more minutes of talking. Oh, people have been entering titles? <laughs> nice. <laughs> cool. I didn't even think about titles. Ah, yeah, well, either, so. there's been a couple that are like, how is this not a title? <laughs> oh, my God. I laughed out loud with uh, Steak America. That one was awesome. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Sounds like a um, restaurant in Texas. The one thing I am sitting at, the like I am amped for Diablo Four, but I'm gonna have a bitch of a time because there's no Crusader, and that's what I play. <laughs> so it's like I don't do I try Druid? I remember the Druid being cool in Diablo Two, um, or do I, I do the Thief? I love yeah, the thief Necromancer. I love. I'll play anything, to be honest. I don't necessarily... I Like, Witch Doctor, I played Thief. I, you know, it's... I enjoyed the Bone Explosion uh, Necros, like, to do that. So I I may do that. I just... I get bored playing a Necromancer because it feels... It's not okay. challenging. <laughs> yeah. I, I don't feel like I'm being challenged at all. I'm just kind of like, okay, I'll knock you down and then knock you down and knock you down and your three friends come in and I blow you all up. <laughs> yep, yeah. The, the Witch Doctor was fun. The the Rogue or the... Demon Hunter? Uh, no, I'm thinking Monk. The Monk was fun. Oh, the, I love the Monk too. The Monk and the Crusader are the two I play. <clears throat> Either one of those is in Diablo 4 right now. It's like... 
I'd so like to see you. something new and unique. Something they haven't done with the other... Yeah, I, I don't know what kind of class that would be like, but... Let's see. So right now... Doo -doo 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 -doo. Uh, we have a barbarian, a druid, a necromancer, a rogue, and a sorcerer. I will probably honestly end up being a barbarian or a druid or a rogue. <laughs> or the, any of the other yeah. three you just mentioned. Or I won't be the necromancer. That's the one I, I have eliminated. <clears throat> I'm going to have to touch all the other ones before I choose. Well, I mean, you can still do other things. You don't have to have bone explosion. I mean, it's... I know. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I, I, I know. You do because it's huge and it's cool. But you don't have to. I, but if you well, can I, explode bones, you want to explode bones. I'm an optimist. Here, here. this is my issue is I'm an optimist. And, well, other than the druid, well, and maybe the sorcerer, they don't, they, none of these characters seem very, like, positive. I don't know. Maybe that's why I'm drawn to paladins. <laughs> and, the Crusader and I, I'm sure out. they'll probably have it as DLC later. Oh yeah, I mean expansions. They're, they're going to do expansions to this game. They have to. People were disappointed. Uh, I know for specifically Scott Johnson was disappointed that they didn't do expansions beyond the um, what was the second expansion or the expansion for Diablo Three Gold. Rebirth Souls. Yeah, didn't do an expansion on that. So. I will probably end up playing a rogue or a druid, honestly, looking at it now. Um, and that'll change a million times before the game comes out in six months. So Accurate. <laughs> and it'll probably uh, change maybe... six times after you buy the game. Oh, yeah. yeah. You can buy the Crusader DLC and suddenly John's all. Oh, yeah. I, I'd be all in again. It was so funny because Ben Schmidt would always laugh at me because I get the Crusader, you know, the big beefy guy with the heavy armor and the shield and everything. And then I build around throwing my shield at people, so I'm playing a ranged character with a heavy armor. Captain America. Yeah, all well, the cap the Captain America build with the with the, the Griff Falcon's foot that, and then you split your you throw your shield and then it splits, and then when it splits, it splits into a million different directions, and then the Griff Falcon's foot makes it free to do. So there are just shields all over the fucking place. <laughs> Love it. It's so much fun. It, it looked absolutely ridiculous. Like, like Norm, we should hop in because I still have it on PC, and I still have that character on PC. We should hop in there sometimes to just show you what the craziness that it ends up being. Yeah, I'm down. It is so much fun. And then I had a belt that rained um, rained meteors out of the sky randomly, <laughs> and like there there's shit going on all over the screen when my when my Crusader was playing. Fun. Oh. Other than that, is there any video games you guys looking forward to? Uh, look, I, it's tough. I don't necessarily look at, at games that are coming out in the next year. I'm always kind of focused on what I have. Because I have such a big damn library. Stupid Epic Store with all their free games. Um, I, I just, We're talking about video games. I just clicked on the Epic Store. I'm like, what? I haven't been keeping up with this. What's free? How long is that thing going on? It's been a free game a day for the last like 10 days. And I think they uh, put it back to the regular free weekly game on Wednesday, maybe. Oh, it's gone back already to that? Yep. 
There was, I mean, there was oh, some Dishonored. Stuff, but yeah, Dishonored, Dishonored too. Right now. Or Dishonored Director's Cut or something. Yeah, uh, I will get that. Thank you. There was a... Although uh, I have, have access to that on Game Pass. If, so. if you have Prime Gaming, I think Dishonored 2 is free through Prime. I don't remember. Cool. But uh, yeah, I mean, I've been playing Death Stranding, which... It, yeah, I was going to ask for an update on that. How was yeah, that? it's... So I, I, I started death stranding on monday or tuesday and i started state of decay 2 because i have like two or three for months of xbox live mm-hmm. state of decay 2 i started last night and it's fine. how is that it's fun it's a survival resource collector uh it's it's good i played for like two hours yesterday it's okay. kind of I, I, maybe a little buggy uh like I kind of before I shut it down last night, I kind of wandered around for 15 minutes trying to figure out how to do something, and it wasn't really like and it ended up being a bug where I had to you know save log out log back in go back over there. Which after you know the game's been out for a while, so I kind of that's kind of dumb. But the play is fun. The resource management is relatively easy. That it's, was it's the- fine. Uh, a little bit of a tri- little bit of trivia about that. The studio that made those two games, uh, the studio heads of that studio were the same studio heads that started up ArenaNet and created Guild Wars. Mm-hmm. Hmm. And then they left Guild Wars when Guild Wars 2 was mid-development and went off to create State of Decay. Because they wanted to do something zombie-related instead of fantasy-related. Yeah, if, if you have access to it, uh, it's try it out. You might like it, you might not like it. I think it's pretty fun. It's third person, uh, so it's good. Um, and Death Stranding, I'm oddly intrigued with it, even though at this point I put in like four or five hours and I'm still an Amazon delivery driver. It's Part weird. of that game. It's so weird. So weird. Part of, part of that game is the online functionality of it was designed into it because people leave shit behind and then people like you'll be playing the game and it's a it's a shared world amongst all the players. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So you'll need to cross a river and people will build a bridge like over time, build yep. a bridge that spans the river. And then or, that bridge is just there until someone destroys it. Or you're trying to climb a mountain and somebody will already have a, a, a python and a ladder already set up. Yep. So if you forgot to build a ladder to bring with you, you can use somebody else's ladder. It's, it's very interesting but basically you end up carrying like 200 pounds on your back and you have to control your your uh your level your 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 balance so you'll start like moving to the left so you kind of have to right click on the mouse and then you'll kind of straighten yourself back up and it's 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 a kojima game i mean the the cutscenes are like 10 minutes 15 minutes long but unlike metal gear it actually makes sense so it's fine it's good to know but uh, oh ryan did you play hades yeah i never um i never beat it halfway through i like hades to looks a little bit more my speed i i guess as far as like the characters and it seems to add a little bit more fun to it I, i don't know hades was fun but it felt monotonous to me 
And I know everybody was super in love with it, but there's something about that play style that's like dying, like that rose light dying and just getting learning yeah. and getting a little further each time. Fight diary um, for me. There has to be. I have to be more motivated to do the same shit that I just did 15 minutes ago. Based and on what you just said, I would. I, based on what you just said, I would say don't try Deathloop because that's the okay. same concept. Then I'm. <laughs> I know we had that conversation, and that's why I put Deathloop down is because it is that same thought process you go through, and there are story moments that are intentionally like you get into a cutscene and you're murdered, and then you got to start from the beginning. And then it's like you that's how it them. does feel like with Hades. If I play for 45 minutes, I make good progress. But if I play for 20 minutes, which is sometimes all I have to play, it feels like I'm starting over again. I got nowhere, and it's there's no value to that play session, and that sucks. Yep, I think that's why I play Modern Warfare 2 and Fortnite and FIFA and like I don't. Rocket the big League. Long That's Rocket exactly League. why I play Rocket League. Yeah. Like, I just play because it's fun, but progress to level, and okay, well, I'm on level 360. <laughs> it doesn't mean anything at this point, but, like... Alright. You want to wrap this up and give this thing a title and put a bow on it and write a, yeah. write a name tag on it? Yeah, yeah, we are to your request. We are here usually Sunday mornings, 8.30 a.m. Central Time. Today was a special thing because Sunday is New Year's. But we'll be back a week from Sunday with uh, the next show. I will announce that out and throw out the links and stuff so you can kind of watch that and catch up with us. We're all going to be there, right? We're back to norms. I would assume so. Axon Rand and... Fuck. What's his name? Fuck. I was going to say Doug, but it's not Doug. Vox. Yep. So unless something changes, that's the storyline we're at. Uh, follow us everywhere. Uh, Bit.ly okay. slash Our Fun Discord has all of our links and, and goes to our Discord channel. So check that out. Uh, Patreon.com forward slash Tuners and Quest. Let everybody else know about the show. Give us ratings and reviews. That helps us out. Uh, last show of the year. So everybody have a safe and happy new year. Thank you for being on this wild ride with us. Uh, we have a lot of fun and uh, we'll, we'll see you in the new year. I like seeing my buddies. So this is fun. Oh, hell yeah. Rock, guys. Rock and roll. <laughs>